pull up a bar stool. Good stuff today. I'm going to have JR, John Robinson, my business manager, backup CEO, on the show. And you can always expect that to be eventful as he makes me feel very uncomfortable. We get a little deep and introspective again today. Um, I think this will help a lot of people. So my, my discomfort will help you. Um, before we get going, just a heads up, uh, depending on when you hear this, I've got a free workshop that's going to air very, very soon, November 11th and 12th. we got some times available on the 12th only. Go to johnloomer.com slash lead dash ads dash workshop. And uh, you can sign up for my free workshop uh, covering Facebook lead ads. Just a powerful, powerful tool. I want to help you through it, and um, I, you'll, you'll be grateful you did you did it. So this is going to be completely free, give you kind of an experience of what my paid workshops are like. These paid, paid workshops are only available to Power Hitters Club members. It's my private membership, so just kind of a sneak peek for you. So again, that's johnlumer.com slash lead dash ads dash workshop. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So once a month, I invite my friend, my family, my business manager, my backup CEO, my shrink, Mr. John Robinson, JR, to the show. How you doing, JR? I am doing very, very well today. Uh, well, good. How are your bears doing? Yeah. Well, that's why I'm doing well, because the bears are making a trip to San Diego on Monday night. So I'm going to the game, and I've got probably about 20 of my friends flying in from all over to come and watch them demolish the Chargers. Yeah, I wouldn't say they demolish. I, I would just hope that they would win if I were you. Yeah, I would, I'd expect you to say that after what Green Bay just did and the mile-high city. And I bet it felt like 10 miles high for the Broncos because uh, – Oh, Yeah, so well, <laughs> for anyone doesn't I, – I attended the game with my Broncos fan wife. And uh, those were the cockiest drunk fans I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was awful. Not not talking about my wife. I'm talking about everybody else. Everybody else who's there. It's like, geez, these guys need to be brought back down. Because it's what's so funny is like anyone who lives in Denver knows this. Heading up until that game, that was the most depressed six and zero fan base you'll ever see. They're like Peyton Manning sucks. He's washed up. You know, you know all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, they completely embarrassed the Packers. I'll fully admit. And it's like, this is the best team of all time. I can't believe how good Peyton Manning, you always great. Like, oh, this is awful. Yes, yes. I I enjoyed it a bit because I, I love seeing Lisa happy. So your wife, Lisa, was very happy, as I saw on Facebook, because you guys posted every five minutes of where you were. Yeah, well, the thing is, uh, and I'm happy that she's happy. Now... I would have been fine with a loss and at least be something fun to watch. But it just wasn't even fun to watch. And so I would have I, I would have been happier if it was just an exciting game. But it really wasn't. And it was kind of depressing. 
But uh, anyway, I've, I've, I'm sure everybody uh, checked in to listen to my complaints about the Packers. But um, you know how this works, man. What are you drinking? I am drinking a Stone Saison, I think it is. A Saison, S-A-I-S-O-N. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I can't pronounce it, but I've had that. I might even have that in my fridge. Ooh, I've got... So, well, go ahead, go ahead. No, so what, what do you have? Well, because that's a San Diego beer, right? Right, yeah. it's from Stone Stone Brewery. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a big fan of what I'm drinking here. It's a Monk's Cafe... Flemish Sour Ale. Uh, it's a Flemish Sour Red Ale. Pro- it's Flemish, but it's product of Belgium. And uh, I got to tell you, it's a completely different flavor of any kind of beer I've ever had. It is kind of sour, but it's not like <laughs> it's not like fruity sour. It's I, I can't even explain it. Uh, but it's pretty damn good. Like I basically last time I went to because I've been complaining like the last ten episodes about how I need to go to a liquor store. And this time I went all out and bought a whole bunch of those like expensive four packs uh-huh. um, where they're all like really different, crazy beers. And uh, this is one of them. And uh, I'm pretty, I, I like it. So anyone who, who's looking for a new beer, Monk's Cafe, Flemish Sour Ale. Cheers to you, my man. Cheers. 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 All right. I, I still think of the word dank. I think dank is always going to, every time I try something new, that's dank. Yeah, this is, uh, and as a reminder for anyone who doesn't know the kind of format, we always record these early in the morning, or, you know, 10 a.m. And I got going late this morning, so drinking this, that 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 was the first sip I had. And drinking that <laughs> sour beer at 10 a.m., 10 a.m. Yeah, it was a little shock to the system, but it's good stuff. All right, so... Well, so the way this works when JR is on, uh, is he takes control, grabs the wheel. Uh, I have no idea what JR is going to want to talk about today. So I'll be as surprised as everybody else. So go for it. I'll drink my beer over here. Well, you keep drinking because I love the fact that you don't know and you always ask before mm. we turn this on. Yeah. And I always say I'm not telling you. So. Okay. All right, so here, here's what I want to talk about, and we'll still connect it to the Green Bay Packers loss. What? <laughs> and here, here's, here's why. Because even that sound in your voice, the, the element of surprise, you're not a fan of surprise, and you got surprised on Sunday night because they just didn't, they just didn't show up, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't show up. I wasn't completely surprised they lost, but yeah. So you're disappointed. Okay, I got it. So, so as I thought about that, I, I always love to connect the dots with business and entrepreneurship. And I know that for all of those that listen that are, you know, it's just starting their business or they're three years into it or five years into it, there's something about surprise and, and how you react and respond to surprise. So for me, I want to get to, John, how do you handle the surprises of running your own business? Because there's a few ways to handle it, and uh, some ways are healthy and some ways are unhealthy. So, so tell me, you know, how do you handle surprise in business in general? Give me, give me an example. Um, let's say the website goes down, <laughs> and <laughs> is, is, is that a surprise for you? Yeah. It, yeah. So, during the last three weeks, anyone who's not aware. 
we have definitely had some some issues, some hosting issues. And this is one of those where it's like um, you can roll your eyes at me because it's a good problem to have. But when it comes down to it, the problem is caused by having an email list of over 100,000 people that when I send it to it, it's over 80,000 active email addresses. The problem is having over 400,000 page views a month. Um, and so, and the problem is, you know, having a, a fan base as well, it's over a hundred thousand. So all these things combined, if I send a whole bunch of people to the site at once, the site blows up and that probably should not happen, but that's, ha that's been happening, especially over the last three weeks. Um, well, I mean, the first thing for me is I don't mess around. Like when that stuff happened, like when first of all, I, I, I sort out whether it's a, a big surprise, like something that needs to be addressed. Or something that I, you know, whatever. It's, it's not. It's like a low priority. Well, with a big surprise like this, I anyone, I can be very annoying, um, but <laughs> I'm I'm going to make sure it's taken care of. Um, until, until it is, I am going to be a pest. Um, so that's kind of. I mean, I, I so I got as soon as I find out something like that, I get on it immediately. Um, I get to the bottom of it see what we can do to get to resolve it, not only short term, but long term. So, yeah, I would agree. I'd agree that you're annoying when when that happens. But but here, here's what I, I do, what I have observed with you when you've had surprises. And I'll say there's good surprises and bad surprises. Now, this one was a bad surprise, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and, you know, yeah, you definitely jump on it like a fireman putting out a fire. And yeah, you could be a little bit annoying, but tell me this. And I'm reading a book called Wild at Heart. And Wild at Heart is a book on, you know, figuring out what adventures and battles you used to, as a man, you used to enjoy as a kid and where you're experiencing them now as an adult. Do you see that this bad surprise of the the system going down like it did as as a battle or an adventure does it fuel you to to get it to that point tell me ah look it, there's an introspective part of this and or a reflective maybe is a better word part of this where it's like these good surprises or bad surprises are a good thing because change sometimes is necessary and so when you look at it in a reflective way it's a journey it's an adventure and it's all that kind of stuff during it, it does not feel that way. It does not feel like a fun adventure and, and a nice little journey, you know? Because uh, it's also painful when it's like this three-week process. So, um, and, and like every minute that goes by where it's not fixed, I'm, I'm going nuts. So, uh, yeah, I think reflective, I definitely have a different, um, you know, look, look at things as opposed to in the moment. What, what would be a healthier response for you during the process because I'm going to tell you from my vantage point I'm always comfortable because I know you're going to get to the bottom of it the uncomfortable part for me is probably how much you beat yourself up during the process of trying to figure it out well I mean I tell you I mean two things with this um first of all I hate being out of control so if there's a problem that I can't fix and I'm not the person, you know, so I'm not the person who can fix it. I have to make sure someone else does. That is frustrating for me. Um, and, and if I have no idea how to fix it, like I, 
I just have to rely on other people. Um, and I don't really, even when they tell me what they're doing, I don't know what it means. That kind of stuff is frustrating for me. Um, and so when it's not fixed immediately and I don't really understand all the steps that goes into it, I, it's tough. Um, so, so that's the first thing. Now I forgot what my second thing was going to be. What was the question again? (laughs) (laughs) I love, I like when you, you talk about being not in control and then you lose control that, that that's pretty clever but, but, but what, I, what, what was what was the whole question on that though what, i got to that you made you made me forget it already too oh my God. so <laughs> yeah no for me it, the idea of the adventure and the battle part of it and and i look at it as i said to you before when i observe you i know that you you have this i know that you're going to resolve it but you, like I said, you beat yourself up oh. the whole time during well, that oh, process. Yeah. So, so second, right. second part of that was, again, these are good problems. So, you know, I don't felt, expect anyone to feel bad for me. Um, but when you have 400,000 uh, views a month, when you have 100,000 people you're emailing with a single message, um, I just see the money tricking away trickling away and that sucks it's it's uh that's the painful side of it as opposed to you know back in the beginning when this happened for me and this stuff happened a lot in the beginning because i was still growing and um you know i was using really cheap solutions and things like that but when that happened i may have been frustrated but it was on a different scale because it's like oh those five people who want to see my site couldn't see it you know, and, and I probably didn't lose any money as a result. So, so now we're actually talking about a business losing money as a result of problems that are outside of my control. That, that is what I have a hard time dealing with. Yeah, and, and for those that are listening, I think the way that you're framing it up is still not what motivates you the most. Mm-mm. And, and here, here's why I have to re-clarify that because – in many of the conversations that I have with people about you, they always ask, like, what, what, is, what is he motivated by? And money never has been the first thing. And I've always said that you, you're motivated by the value that you create that helps people. So when you just said, like, it's the, you know, you, you get bothered and annoyed about the money being lost, it's truly the person that doesn't get the help that they need, which ends up being a transaction. So it's the transaction that you miss, which is money, but also value. Right. So yeah. for those that are listening, because I don't want I don't want people to, to think like business is you know it's all about money. Because well, you and I, when we started this four years ago, it was about trying to put value into the world. And then getting a fair exchange back, not just you doing free stuff all the time and then not getting anything back, but, you know, it's the transactional losses. Is that, is that a better restatement? Yeah, and look, it, it may be a mistake in the way I'm, I'm now look at thing, looking at things now as well. But absolutely. I'm, so, so what I see when these things happen, um, I immediately get uh, a million emails saying, hey, that link is broken or your site is down. And so it, these are unhappy readers or customers. And I, res, you know, I, I respond to each, each of them individually. Like I, 
I don't even wait for my team to respond to these. Like I just I just jump on and respond because these are people who are upset. Um, but yeah, but the truth is that um, as this business has matured, I now can evaluate what that means. So these are people who are upset, who weren't able to read this blog post, who then couldn't have done X, Y, and Z. So um, I think it is a mistake I make by kind of going to the end of that line, the end of that funnel to say, I see a loss of money because that's, I, I you know, we do evaluate things at the end of the day um, uh, in those terms. And maybe, you know, we need to go back to um, focusing on happy customers um, and, and those types of numbers. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, no, and, and the, here's another thing that shows up for me. It's the validation. Mm-hmm. And the validation that when we're missed, we're reached out to. You know, the idea you, you just said, people reach out to say, hey, this isn't working. Hey, this, you know, I, where is this? That means that they're out there. So I, I also find the upside of bad surprises is this idea that says, okay, these people like this stuff, you know, and, and, and I know that a lot of people believe that when, when a person writes a check, that means they like it and it's a value. Not necessarily. That don't, that isn't, that isn't engagement. And, and, you know, for, for our power hitters community, it is about engagement and checks as well. So I think, you know, getting those emails is still a good thing. Yeah. It, yeah. Is, is depending on the, the way that they are framed, but most of them are framed in, in a positive way. There's, there's being helpful, but end of the day, I think, and this is a personality thing. I hate disappointing people. So mm-hmm. growing up as a kid, I hated disappointing my parents or I hated disappointing teachers or, or whatever it was. And that, that, that was all just kind of a negative motivator. I hate disappointing my wife. I hate disappointing my friend, you know, anybody like that's, that's the worst thing that you want to happen. So now multiply that by a whole lot of people when something goes down and at least, and they may not, you know, act like they're disappointed in me, but I feel like I'm letting people down, especially if this has happened three weeks in a row as, as it has, um, I'm worried about, you know, at what point are, cause these people aren't tied to me by blood or marriage or anything like that. What, at what point are they going to get sick of it and just abandon me? So Oh, that sounds deep. That sounds wrong. But <laughs> uh, I'm Dr. Fraser Crane. Yeah. <laughs> but truly, though, I mean, I think we all have to tie it back to the, the personal as opposed to just the money. I mean, that's truly what I am concerned about, because as as a consumer myself, I have my limits when I'm just like, all right, forget it. I, every, I've tried to click click a link. You've sent me three weeks in a row. It hasn't worked. I'm done. Unsubscribe. Try something else. That's a lost reader. That's a lost, you know, person who engages. It's a lost person who shares my stuff. It's a lost person who, yeah, who may buy something. So um, that kind of stuff all concerns me. All right. So let let me take a drink because I want to taste some more of this stone season. I'm, so, I'm at, the, at the bottom of mine here. Cheers. 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 Okay, so I I purposely made you have another drink because I want to get to the next question of how can you take it less personal when when you know that we've done everything within our control to make sure that 
the website's up and it's running and it's and it's as effective as possible, and then we had this hiccup. How, how can you take it less personal, knowing that we've done what we were supposed to do? I don't know. That's why I got you. I don't know. Yeah. You're supposed to tell me. Yeah, I, uh, I, have, well, I have a hard time with that, obviously. Well, and, and I, I'll say from my standpoint, and, and I don't have a, a tenth of the technical backstage knowledge that you do on you know, keeping a lot of this stuff going, um, I think what, what helps me sleep better is that we've made good decisions. And the decision that we made for a technology provider, the decision that we made where we're going to host and all those things at the time was a good decision. And I think as, you know, things grow as they have, I mean, in the last year, what in the last 12 months, where were we at on the contact list? Wasn't it like 30,000 a year ago or something? Well, we've had over, we've had, we've added more than 50,000 this year. So I think we've added 60,000 just, just in 2015. Right, so that's over doubling the business, uh, d- uh, doubling the contact list, the doubling the reach. Right. Right. So, so I think I think we become less hard on ourselves when we realize that you know we've outgrown you know some some relationships, some technology partners, and you know as the idea is is that there's always going to be surprises in this entrepreneurship journey. You we've got to be kinder to ourselves and realize like oh no this is just the, the point to transition to better, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say better, but um, better is the word that comes to mind, is, you know, better service, more service, more coverage, so we don't have the, the downtime, and, and that's what's happening, right? The transition now is to, to do that. Yeah, I mean, to be, to be, so basically I've had in one person who's managed my hosting for four years, so... I owe a lot to him. He's been awesome. And he's done, he's gone way above and beyond what I could ever expect a single person to do for me, you know, regarding that. Now, yeah, there, there came a point where I, you know, I really need 24 7 support. I can never expect a single person to offer 24 7 support. I need really a team of people managing my hosting. So, I'm I'm moving to to Synthesis, which is a copy blogger hosting solution, which makes sense because I'm on Genesis, which is made by those same people, the Genesis framework for uh, my theme, and um, and they've got like 60 people worldwide. Where you know this is at least what they tell me. Um, within 15 minutes, I'll get a response, and um, so it could be in the middle of the night, which you know there have been times where something's happened in the middle of the night, and then. I can't expect a response in the middle of the night with, with one person managing it. And then I'm just stressing for hours. <laughs> so, uh, again, it's, it's a matter of, you know, the business growing and, you know, priorities changing. And, like, how important is it that I get immediate response? You know, maybe a couple of years ago that wasn't as important. It's really important right now. So, um, that, that, that's where we're going. So, I think the second part, as, as you say that, in order for you to be more kind to yourself, you have to realize the improvement that we're walking toward. And even listening to your voice now, you sound more energized and excited that, okay, we're going to have 24-7 coverage, and it will let you worry less about the possibilities of this, right? Yeah. 
I, I just don't want to stress anymore about this. And right. It's been right. a stressful three weeks. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. All right, so let's move on from bad surprises to good surprises. Mm -hmm. Now, how we already heard how you handle bad surprises in business. How do you handle good surprises? Or are there is there such a thing? Yeah, there's such a thing. Um, I mean, like you know, th things like hearing you know being named a top ten social media examiner or you know someone reaching out that I wasn't expected to, to hear from and um, you know, that kind of thing. Those are, those are good surprises or, you know, have it, where a, a product sells better than I expect or I get more traffic to something than I expect or I get better feedback to something than I expect. Those are all good. And actually, that's the kind of stuff I thrive off of. And you don't worry about the, the, the consequences of a good surprise? Perfect. So now I'm going to walk you down the path then. So what's the latest good surprise that we have for this month? Because I believe there's a workshop that is a good surprise. Yeah, I mean, so we have the Facebook lead ads workshop. It's a free workshop that we're doing um, on November 11th and 12th. And it has to be 11th and 12th because I had to open multiple times because it kept filling up. We've had... Probably by the time that, that people listen to this, at least 8,000 people have registered for it. Um, and actually, we're basically, I, I filled up two times. And so I, I basically closed it off once we hit about 2,500 people registered and opened up a new time because anyone who will go to webinar knows that you, you're limited. You can't even buy more than 1,000 attendees. So you have to be careful once you get to around 2,500 registrants. Um, so two times I've filled, another one's going to fill as soon as I uh, send out another email. And then uh, we'll have one final time. So that's a, that's a good surprise. And it's, it's been something that's kind of, that's energized me and um, keeps me going. Because it's, there are lots of possibilities when you get 10,000 people, which I expect to register uh, for this workshop. And it just it validates that you know, people want, you know, care about what I'm talking about. It's, it's cool. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if you remember the source of that conversation on how we even came up with the idea because it was about a month probably about a month ago when you and I were talking about compassion for those that were on the list of the 100,000 that aren't PHC members but how could we be of more value to them? And then that's when the ideas started coming where you said, "Hey, a free webinar." So I, I'm really excited just to see in general of, you know, how many people attend. Because isn't it true that even if they register, they don't attend? Yeah, they can, if, if they register, they don't have to attend, yeah. Right. But, I mean, what, what's, for those that are out there that are considering doing, you know, a workshop or webinars and they get registration, what, what, what should they expect? For attendance? Generally, 30 to 35% is what I've said. That's why, you know, I get to... Um, 2,500 and I bet I, I kind of overestimate at 40% and, and cut off because I, I don't want anyone who wants to attend to be prevented from attending, which is going to happen if you have more, have a thousand people live at once who are logged into it, go to webinar. I won't, won't allow anybody else in. So yeah, about th somewhere around 30, 35% generally, it really depends on the situation though.
Got it. Well, so so I I really got through the topics of good and bad surprises and adventures and battles. And I'll close off. You, I'll let you get the tab in a minute. But I want to end this with what are the adventures and battles ahead for John Loomer, either professionally or personally, for the next couple months? And I'm not going to tease you about working out or running because oh. I think there's a I think there's a turkey trot coming up. So killing me. <laughs> yeah so uh my wife asked me yesterday it's like are, are you gonna do this because my, my boys especially are really they all run now even little jj who's seven years old are you gonna are you gonna run this turkey trot which is at the end of the month like no man i, I like i haven't run in two or three months and keep in mind like my oldest son who i used to be able to beat easily in a 5k now he's running 19 minute whatever 5Ks. I'm nowhere close to that. Like I, I was nowhere close to that at, at my best speed here at my old age. Um, and then even my middle son, he he could go five months without running and he'd whip my butt. So I was like, no, but I really probably should. I do have some time just to get out there and run a little bit and get a you know acceptable shape to run that thing. So that's one of the adventures I should probably take on, <clears throat> but um, I mean, otherwise, uh, it's the you know all all the spiders baseball stuff is a fun little adventure over the next few months. Um, we're gonna have our first practice next week as a team, and that's uh, kind of exciting. You know. That is that is exciting. So I, I will say in closing with the battle, I think you have a battle with yourself on on running this turkey trot because i know i've run with you uh we run in san diego and you definitely have the skills to uh to do a turkey trot then you can earn your meal how about that how about you earn your thanksgiving dinner nice. <laughs> yeah the thing about running for me is i've never enjoyed running um the that said like there is a competitive side of me though that if i run like I've got to make sure I'm running for something. So whether it's beating somebody, which I don't know if I'm able to beat my sons anymore or reaching a certain time, something has to motivate me because it's not necessarily enjoyable for me to push myself through pain for, you know, 20 some minutes. So, um, well, yeah, you know, you know that I've run marathons and I would never describe that I enjoyed it, but I'll tell you one of the techniques that I used in the last Chicago marathon, I dedicated the last six miles, each of the last six miles to a family member. And what I mean is at mile 20, I thought about my Aunt Lois, every memory that I could possibly think of for that entire mile. Then I thought of another family member, another family member. And before I knew it, it, your mind just got to reconnecting with them that you didn't connect with the pain that you were feeling because you haven't done a marathon, I don't think, yet, yeah. have you, John? I haven't done anything more than the 5K. And even like <laughs> by, by myself, the most I've ever done is, I did, a, I did, a, did I do a half? I don't think I ever got to a half. I did at least 10 miles, though. I think you've done 10 before. Yeah, I think I, I just 10. did 10 miles. All right. That's all I got today. Let's keep it short. We we're normally go a little too long, so pick up that tab. Nice.
Well, thanks again, JR. Yes, I have asked the bartender for a tab, and uh, she says she'll cover me, actually. And, uh, but she's going to send you your billing money. Uh, nice. But no, I appreciate you coming on once again. Where can people find you? Oh, they can find me on Twitter, at BackupCEO, and then online, BackupCEO.com. And then I always like to give my email address, J-O-H-N, at BackupCEO.com. Awesome. Thanks again, JR. Thanks. All right, thanks, bud. All right, thank you so much, JR. Good times. Um, just one final note, you know, that PHC membership we've talked about a few times, and we talked about how going forward these workshops will only be available to PHC members I'm going to offer, again, a special deal just for my podcast listeners. Just go to johnlimmer.com slash 594pub. A special deal on the PHC, $594 per year, pay up front annually. It's otherwise $97 per month. Big, big discount, basically get it half off. Um, so as a result, you'll get access to all of these workshops all the members only workshops so there have been five of them uh, there will be five of them effective uh, the next one will be in December and um, also access to the members only community Facebook group um, the weekly webinars lots of good stuff so again that's johnloomer.com slash 594 alright that's it for today until next time do awesome things I'm out